Welcome to Intelligogy, the podcast with Tracy Browder, where together we will disrupt educational normalcy. It is Monday Matters. And if you caught the last Monday Matters, you know that we are in a series rethinking social emotional learning. The first episode in the series, I gave um, an introductory overview and I really tried to stay focused on just the introduction. So I'm going to do a quick recap. I'm asking you to rethink the concept social emotional learning and think about it this way. Meeting and exceeding social emotional needs of teachers administrators, parents, and students. Shifting from only social-emotional learning, I'm I'm hearing so much about, you know, what social-emotional learning strategies do you use in your classroom? And that really, really, oh, what was that I just mumbled out? (laughs) It was the passion. Um, But I, I knew that I had to do something. I had to share how I feel about social-emotional learning, and honestly, that I don't see it as social-emotional learning. I see it as not only working hard to meet the needs of students when it comes to the social-emotional aspect, but exceeding the social-emotional needs, not just the learning piece. When I say meeting and exceeding the social-emotional needs, That means I'm concerned above, beyond, around, outside, through the classroom. The classroom is not the only thing. I'm going to give you an example. Many of you know I teach kindergarten. And this past week, we were coming off of Thanksgiving break. I have some amazing kindergartners. um, Highly intuitive, empathetic, um, really, really just beautiful kids. And I also have beautiful relationships with the families, and that's a different conversation. But I had quite a few parents emailing me saying, you know, Barbara may not be on this this session because she's really having a hard time with the fact that she didn't get to see her grandparents on Thanksgiving break. And I had more than a couple of emails over the week. Um, with that same struggle. And, you know, we are in a global pandemic and, and so many things are different and it's affecting everyone. But when you hear parents brokenhearted about their children not being able to see one of the most precious gifts they have, their grandparents, and then all the other relatives that come around uh, for the holiday. On Friday, this past Friday, I, I always have fun in my class and I teach virtually. But this Friday, I guess you could say I turned the volume dial up. And it wasn't all just fun. It was caring. It was, okay, here's the thing. I didn't really teach Friday. 
but when I tell you what happened in my classroom Friday will have lasting effects far beyond taking a test, far beyond any instruction I could have delivered. The fact that I just became one with my students and my parents, the fact that I literally just took my hands and moved everything off the table to meet and exceed the social emotional needs of my kids and my parents. We had such a beautiful day together. Those sad faces became smiles. Friends, I am looking at families on my screen who are dealing with COVID. I'm looking at kids who don't necessarily feel their best, but they're on the camera. I'm looking at parents in masks. I'm looking at families driving to go get COVID tests. You know, the fear and the, this is not normal, that the kids must be feeling the anxiety. So being able to connect with them, being able to have fun, we did a little learning. We played sight word tic-tac-toe virtually. It was amazing. It's me versus the kids. And oh my gosh, they were literally up out of their seats screaming, no, 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 the one in the middle, no, 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 bottom right. Yes, kindergartners and directionality, they got it. (laughs) But it was amazing. Like for a few minutes, they forgot. A few minutes, they forgot that they weren't sitting in front of me. They forgot that they didn't see their grandparents. They forgot the pain just for a few minutes. They were laughing and smiling and cheering and and that, that whole banter that you do on a football field, almost that trash talk that we say, they were doing all of that. And then later we came back on and we were learning about um, energy, light as a form of energy and We watched, oh my gosh, this beautiful video. Uh, It's Disney, World of Color, and it was Paris. And I talked to the kids about different language. We're going to travel to a special place. And so they heard all of these songs they know, but so many of them were in a different language. They were mesmerized. And, And the illumination and the light and the action and just, they were captivated. But here's the thing. We came together in comfy clothes. We weren't sitting in our learning positions. I told them at the session before this one, I said, get comfy, grab a snack, get a blanket, get in your favorite spot to curl up. And you should have seen my babies in their blankets, wrapped up in blankets with stuffed animals, families under blankets together. Y'all, oh my goodness. Those moments where we can just Be together and enjoy each other. Now, you might be thinking, okay, I teach a testing grade. There's no way I can do that. Yeah, there is actually. Make the time. And and that may sound, I, I used to teach a testing grade. So let me say, I am not just a kindergarten teacher who doesn't have lenses from any other grade. And the fact that I even have to say a testing grade, it just makes my stomach turn. But make the time, be intentional about it. And sometimes, not all the time, sometimes you can't do something like I did Friday. And and I had to. 
I, I have no regrets. I I had to do what I did. And at the end of the day, at the end of that beautiful time together, I grabbed the laptop and I went and sat in my little comfy chair in the classroom. And I said, families, we, we need to have a talk. And I acknowledged that I know I know the pain. I know the sadness. I'm, I'm seeing some families struggling on the screen. And I told my whole class and the parents, if you need something, if you need me, if there is a way I can help, I'm looking at families on my screen. I know all of our families would be willing to help just reach out to me. Just let me know if you need something. And not only that, like I took it a next step. I, I'm calling and texting and checking on families. You know, how are you doing? Do you need dinner? Not just saying, let me know if you need anything. Do you need some toilet paper? Do you need some bottled water? Do you need paper plates? You know, do what, what can I bring you dinner tonight? Um, you know, just... I guess maybe what makes it different is I don't see my students as students. I see them as an extension of my family. Um, That's what brings me the joy in the midst of a global pandemic. That's what brings me the joy in the midst of social injustice. That's what brings me the joy in the midst of countless lives being lost at the hands of systemic racism. That's what brings me joy in the midst of political hatred and unrest, uh, that, that, that being able to wake up and not go to a job, being able to wake up and go to a joy, being able to wake up and go to my extended family, being able to wake up and go to a place where I know I am impacting, changing and touching lives and changing and touching hearts. I don't take that for granted. And I know that comes with It's not just a job. It's not just a place I go to to get a paycheck. It is a place where I go to love, connect, build relationships, take care of, watch intently and look for pain, look for joy, celebrate the joy, tend to the pain. That's what we do when we're meeting and exceeding the social emotional needs of students. Now, I spent a lot of time talking about students today. Um, We'll dive into parents, administrators. We'll dive more into uh, students. We'll talk about teachers. And what does it look like if you're in a different grade and there's so much pressure and, and there's deadlines with grades, there's so many tests, you know, We have to be real and authentic with our students. And even in the midst of teaching, we still need to talk. We still need to take care of each other. We still need to laugh, have fun with the teaching, check in, build those relationships, cultivate those relationships, nurture those relationships, tend to each other, care for each other, engage with each other, talk talk, talk, not always about instruction. Like the time we have with kids, what are we doing with that time? 
How do we want kids to feel at the end of the day after spending a day with us? Do we want them to feel like, dang, I'm glad that's over? Or do we want them to feel like, oh, I can't wait to get back tomorrow? If we're meeting and exceeding the social emotional needs of our students, they will not be able to wait to come back the next day. What are you doing to meet and exceed the needs of students when it comes to the social and emotional aspect? I want to hear about it. You know what I always say, you can message me on Twitter, use the hashtag, um, Intelligogy has a handle on Twitter, and you can also you connect with me at Tracy Browder. But what are you doing that works really well when you're meeting and exceeding the social emotional needs of students? What is it that you want to work and, and, and grow in? What is it that... You don't get what is it that you feel like you can't manage? Let's talk about it. We have to have the conversations. We have to help each other. We have to we have to be transparent and vulnerable and take those risks to share with each other. So let's start doing that. What is it that you can change and do differently um, in your classroom? What is it that you're rocking? Let's talk about it. Friends, this is all the time we have for... Monday Matters, Rethinking Social-Emotional Learning on Intelligogy, the podcast, where together we are disrupting educational normalcy. Until next time.